it's not that hard really to build relationships to meet more people if you are being mindful of the people that come across your path and paying attention to those interactions. You're listening to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast with leadership speaker and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. My name is Nicole Greer. They call me the Vibrant Coach, and I am here with Kimberly Spate. And let me tell you something. Kimberly knows people who do business have to know people uh, that they like, know, and trust. But first, they have to become known. And she believes people's stories play a powerful role in changing lives. So she took up this challenge. It seems like a crazy challenge, but she's going to tell you to take it up. Uh, to meet 100 people in 100 days and stay in touch with them. Now, listen to this. After two years, she is still in touch with 67 of these people that she uh, met in her challenge. And these relationships have impacted her personally and professionally. So she is here to talk about building relationships and networking. Uh, Kimberly is no joke. She is an academy graduate of the Air Force Academy. She's a speaker, she's an author, and she's an executive coach. And I am so lucky to have her on the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. Welcome. Well, thank you, Nicole. It's wonderful to be here with you. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Now, uh, I would like to know right out of the gate, I'd like to know from my listeners, um, what is your definition of leadership? How do you define leadership? Well, Nicole, as you know, I and you just mentioned, I lived in a leadership laboratory for four years, and then I've had the wonderful opportunity to work with some phenomenal leaders. And so I think leadership is really the, the ability uh, to influence and inspire others to proactively maximize their efforts to achieve a goal or goals. Hmm, that's that's awesome. how I define it. Yeah, and I love your definition. We are accumulating those over here at the Vibrant Leadership Podcast because, you know, uh, all the time I hear really the same thing resonating. It's all about, you know, having an impact on people, influencing them, helping them. Uh, and, you know, I know that in that Air Force Academy, you were like, you know, told you needed to be a leader right out of the gate. So I know you know all about it. And that's why you're helping people, coaching them and all sorts of things. And you know, something I didn't mention, but I do know about you is that you're also a member of the National Speakers Association. And so she is, she can come speak at your conference, people. So you need to know that for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So you have a book. And if uh, you look in the background right now, you'll see Kimberly's book back there. It's called I Need to Know You. And we've all heard of the term networking before. We've probably even been told, you know, you gotta, you gotta network. Uh, But people have like different connotations or ideas of what networking is. How do you define networking? So to me, networking is simply relationship building. People try to make it a whole bunch of different things, but it's really about building those solid, mutually beneficial relationships. Yeah, and I will tell you, uh, I'm a huge networker. Now, I my personality, I, I have like a natural bent to like want to know people. I'm like a people person. Uh, but I, but I, here's what I know. Uh, even if you're not like a crazy networker like me, you, you can, you can do it very methodically and very intentionally and, and build up a group of people around you who can uh, really be beneficial to you. Um, so tell me, you know, how does someone begin to build their network? What do you suggest? I love your idea of a hundred people in a hundred days, but I'm not sure everybody could pull that off like you. Well, and I don't say people have to meet 100 people in 100 days. I just, uh, I have that done that and it's a tool of credibility, but I really say to other people, well, you know, you can go out and meet 15 or 20. If I can meet 100, you can meet 15 or 20. 
And really the way I look at it in terms of building relationships, it's really three main elements that are comprised of that. It's building social capital. So it's being able to give to others uh, things that you're able to give to them. It's being mindful of the people that come across your path because we have an opportunity to meet people every day. And so what do we do when somebody comes across our path? Do we uh, ignore them? Do we just wave or do we take the opportunity to have a meaningful conversation? And I always recommend the latter. So it's being mindful of the people that come across your path. And then it's paying attention to every single human interaction that you have with someone, because really and truly, uh, we all give off a certain amount of energy and people will feel if you are really being genuine with them and you really want to get to know them, they will feel that. But if you have an ulterior motive, they will feel that as well. So it's not that hard really to build relationships, to meet more people if you are being mindful of the people that come across your path and paying attention to those interactions. Yeah, it's kind of like you have to set this intention and then pay attention uh, to the fact. And, you know, I will tell you in, in these days, these crazy COVID days that we you know, more than ever, people are looking to make connections because we're all at home working by ourselves, right? <laughs> so if you yeah. do run across somebody, it's important, don't you think? Well, it is. And, and we still, even in this environment, have that opportunity to meet people. Um, if you think about the different trainings that people have been on as a result, you know, things that we used to do out in public, we're now doing, you know, from our, our homes. Um, but still, we can pay attention to those interactions and then maybe reach out to people in the chat and have start a conversation there and then invite them to join you on social media where you can continue the conversation and still be intentional about those interactions. Yeah. Yeah. So what social media do you use um, to develop your relationships? I'm curious. I'll share mine, but I'd like to hear what you're doing. So I always tell people show up where your target audience is going to be. My target audience a lot of times is on LinkedIn. So I meet a lot of people there. Um, also, I meet people on Facebook because, or, or actually Facebook has really been great to reconnect with people that I had maybe yeah. lost touch with, right? That's a great tool for that. Um, I'm starting to use Instagram a little bit because Instagram is where a lot of the younger people are, are showing up. But the fact that younger people are there, uh, older people, CEOs, senior leaders are on Instagram. So that's another platform. So those are the the three that I focus on, because that's where my target audience is, but mainly LinkedIn is, is my, for my professional folks and then Facebook for my, my personal. Okay. How about you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I go to LinkedIn. That's my, that's my hangout. I love LinkedIn. I'm on there at least four or five times a day. And people are like, how do you have time for that? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's marketing and it's connecting with people that I care about. So I'm not over there, you know, just, I don't know, randomly doing whatever. I mean, it's a very intentional, uh, you know, dropping in, seeing what's going on, making comments. Also, um, I get lots of great uh, content when I go to LinkedIn that I need to be reading. Don't you find that there's great stuff over there? There is. And, you know, so if you're paying attention to what people are talking about, what they're writing about, first of all, you learn a lot, right? Because you're able to assimilate, uh, you're able to get gather information from a lot of different sources. But it also kind of alerts you to what people are really interested in, what they may have concerns about, what you might have an expertise that you could share on that particular topic. So it really helps you to, if you're paying attention to the conversations, uh, to really participate and leverage your thought leadership there as well. 
Yeah. And uh, I think, too, uh, you if you're going to build relationships and networks with people, you also have to be kind of pretty well versed and know what is going on. Right. Like you can't have a really great dynamic conversation if you don't know what's going on in the world. So you need to be on some kind of outlet that's that's cluing you in. Um, So I mentioned earlier that Kimberly is a professional speaker and can come speak at your conference. She has a keynote speech called How to Meet Ordinary, Extraordinary People people and improve your life. I had to slow down because I wanted to make sure I got that right. Okay. And so in this speech, you talk about mindset. Uh, will you share with us what kind of mindset you need to build great relationships? Yes. So the mindset that I always talk about is being willing to give. So when I'm talking about building those relationships and people think about networking, which to me is relationship building, I talk about it in terms of what can you give versus what can you get. And as you're able to give, I say, tell people, you know, plant seeds, plant seeds, plant seeds. And when you need something, more than likely what you need will be available in your network. Now, it may not come from where you initially planted it, but that's fine. But you've been sowing those good seeds. And then you'll just be amazed at the doors that open up for you and the opportunities when you have something that you need that people will lean forward really to be able to help you. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Actually, I'm working on this this neat little project right now. Uh, Kimberly, I'm doing a shopping reports for one of my clients. So we're going to their different locations and um, seeing how everybody is doing, you know, doing mystery shops. And I needed somebody to go down to Greenville, South Carolina. And so I just put it out on LinkedIn and boom, like these people are like, I'll do it for you. I'm like, what? And so, I mean, it's just a wonderful thing too. Like, you know, you be- begin to collaborate with people and uh, it's absolutely wonderful. So I couldn't That's agree awesome. more. That's yeah, awesome. it is. I, and I'm, I'm just enjoying that so much. All right. So uh, let me ask you this. How do strong relationships help employees? Because we're not just talking about networking outside of your organization. We're talking about networking on the inside too. So how do strong relationships help employees? Well, it helps in so many different ways. So um, I have a friend that was telling me the story about how when he was uh, getting ready to part of this company, they were going through a downturn and they were going to let go of some people, but because he had built solid relationships within his company and people were aware of his skills and what he was able to do, they were able to network him over to a different side of the company so that when they did have layoffs, uh, he was in a part of the company that did not have those layoffs. So it can help you in terms of, you know, finding those opportunities where you might be a good fit. Um, it also helps in your day-to-day job because we all, you know, have different skills and things that we need to do to get our jobs done, but we don't do them in a vacuum. Right. We a lot of times have other people that are they have a different role or they need to provide information. And so those strong relationships also will help others uh, who are working on maybe uh, they could be working on different things, but have some insight or information that they could share with you that would help you do your job. And they will lean forward um, to be willing to help you. So it helps employees in so many different ways. Um, That way you build relationships laterally, you build them you know, upwardly, you build them going down so that you're able to help others, help pull them along. Those that are above you are able to mentor you perhaps, and that opens up a lot of opportunities as well. So just having those great relationships all the way around will help you do a better job. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. What'd you say? I was just gonna say, and, and be noticed as well. 
Yes. And I think that is exactly because you were reading my mind. Okay. So uh, I want to share this quick story with the listeners. Um, I had a client, her name was Amy and she was a VP inside of a bank. And so, you know how the banks, there's like a bazillion VPs and then there's the senior VP and the executive VPs. There's all these VPs. So she wanted to get ahead and she wanted to uh, get noticed. That's the exact word I was going to use. We're having mind meld people. And so I, I said to her, well, tell me somebody who's like two ranks up, right? That's in the executive VP role um, that would relate to you. Who, who, who would relate to where you are today, where they used to be? And she said, well, we do have another woman executive VP who, you know, has risen up through the ranks just like I have. And I said, well, why don't you email her and ask her if she'll have a coffee with you? And she's like, I can't do that. And I'm like, you can't email, just sit down, open up an email and type. And she's like, that's not what I mean. And I said, oh, well, that's how simple it is. You know, just, just do the, do, just do the, do the task. So I challenged her to do that. And she emailed the woman and that woman said, better yet, I'll take you to lunch. And so they, they went to lunch and, you know, it wasn't like maybe eight months later or whatever. And her name got in the hat for something, because don't you know that that woman really respected the courage of Amy to go ahead and send this email. And I told her, what's the worst that could happen? She just says, no, I'm busy. It's OK. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree with you. So many times people are afraid to pick up the phone or afraid to send that email. And I agree with you, you know what's the worst that could happen. But by her having that conversation, asking for information and advice, she was developing a mentor. And once you develop mentors, they really do want to help you. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, how does a, how does a strong set of relationships help a leader? Tell us about leaders and what they need to do in terms of networking. Right. So great. So a leader, they really need to know about their, their team, the strengths and weaknesses of their teams. They may need to fill in some areas that may be weak in their teams. And so if they're having strong relationships with others and they get to know who's in the company, they know other people, then they also become more aware of the strengths that other people bring to the table. So perhaps they need to, uh, you know, reach down or reach across or wherever they need to go to find those other skills that they need to augment their team. They may need to also maybe bring somebody into the company that has a skill that they need as well. And, and also as a leader, they are still working laterally with their peers that are also leaders. So having those relationships, uh, solid, mutually beneficial relationships are very helpful because other people can open up doors for them, can move roadblocks for them, as well as them doing it for others in their organization. So it just promotes that camaraderie um, and, and, Again, that synergy, they're just able to perform that much better. Their organization, their team can perform that much better. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think sometimes, too, people that are um, and you probably have this experience with the, the executives that you coach. Sometimes being an executive can be kind of lonely because like you can't tell everybody your problems because, hello, you're the CEO or you're the COO. Um, and so it's challenging to find somebody that you can go to or even find somebody who understands 
like what it's like to be, everybody's pointing at you for the mission, the vision, the core values, the strategic plan, all that. Um, so I think uh, CEOs, C-suite people, they need to have like a, you know, a buddy who also has the same kind of job in another organization so that they can have kind of a, a, a somebody to bounce things off of and ask for advice. So I think absolutely leaders have to be networkers and have strong relationships as well. Right. So earlier you said something about social capital, just in case somebody needs like a definition or to understand that little phrase. Will you deep dive there a minute for me? Of course. Social capital is when you're able to offer something to someone else that they value other than monetary needs. So it can be you're sharing your knowledge, your expertise, your insight, your time, uh, showing appreciation for someone else. It's just something that somebody else would value that you're able to give. And over time, we all need help from time to time. So sometimes we're going to ask other people for those types of things. But the idea is to give a lot more of your knowledge, expertise, insight, time, appreciation, whatever it is that other person needs. And that way you build that social capital over time. Goodwill. Yeah. And I mean, that's what you're doing right now with my listeners. And we're grateful you're 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 investing in our listeners with social capital. So I really, really appreciate it so very much that you're here. Um, so when you think back over the 67 people that you're still in touch with and, and that you met these hundred and a hundred days, how did you go about that? Kind of take us inside the, the story of how you, first of all, how did you decide this crazy thing, uh, which really turned out to be not so crazy, pretty darn smart. Uh, and then how are you keeping in touch with them? Tell us kind of your system. How do you stay in touch with 67 people? Really great questions. So I, I started the challenge, like, like I said before, because uh, I work with a lot of um, senior military leaders that are moving from one location to another location. And so I was talking to them about how important it was to get plugged into their new tribe, because often your help comes from your community. So when you're moving to a new location, how do you start forming those new relationships? And then I had gone to a conference, so I stepped outside of my comfort zone, went away across town, and I heard this young lady speak about um, meeting people, and, and she had taken up a similar challenge, but her challenge was really to find a job. And my challenge, I said, well, I'm going to, you know, that would be a perfect challenge for me just to sit down and listen to people's stories. So that's really how my challenge began. And then I found that it wasn't really that difficult to meet people if you start looking for things that you might have in common with people, um, no, being... Uh, paying attention to the people that come across your path. Cause I met a lot of people just as I was going about my daily life. So if I was um, doing things around in my local area, I met people here. If I traveled to a different city, I would meet people there. Um, you know, in the hotel, there was maybe somebody helping me to check in. So I got a chance to chat with that person at a coffee shop when I went to, you know, I would sit at a communal table, which, you know, if somebody else was sitting at a communal table, they said, at least they were open to somebody sitting down next to them uh, and would strike up a conversation. So I would be intentional about uh, just paying attention to the people that were around me. So if somebody, for instance, was one time I met a, a friend of mine now uh, and she simply was rubbing her arms because it was cold in the building and I was cold. And I said, oh, it's kind of cold in here, isn't it? And she said it is. And we started a conversation that way. And um, we've, we are now good friends. So I just uh, literally just paying attention to people as, you know, as you go about your life, you will just be amazed at the people, the conversations that you can have. Um, and so many people feel like they're not being seen these days or heard or valued. So um, I really didn't find it that hard to have those conversations 
Uh, if I was going to get my oil changed at the car dealership and I just happened to be sitting there and somebody else happened to be sitting there waiting on their car, why not have a conversation? So you could start talking about, you know, what, what the car, what, what you're doing, what's going on with your car and, and start the conversation that way. So looking for those things that you have in common. Uh, and then how I stayed in touch with people, uh, I would connect with them. And, 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 you know, after we started the conversation, I would tell them that I was doing a challenge and would they be interested in being a part of it? And so they would share their story. So then I was able to then, you know, after listening, really um, intentionally listening to their story, um, we started to build that rapport. Uh, I also took a picture with each person. And I think that also helped because when you take a picture, we, like we would take a selfie, but that put us in close proximity because actual physical touch, you know, when we shake somebody's hand, that gives us that physical touch and physical touch helps warm up a conversation, helps warm up a relationship. So I think that's one of the ways that, uh, you know, those conversations were very, very warm. And then I would stay in touch with them because I would connect with them either on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those were my go-to places. And then I was able to then continue on the conversation or I would, I would reach back out to them. So, so many times when people meet someone else, they fail to follow up. And so if you don't follow up, then that's the end of that conversation and that's kaput, right? But if you reach back out to them and remind them of how you met, where you met, or perhaps what you talked about and just ask to connect with them, uh, then you can continue that conversation. So on LinkedIn, once we would connect there, if the conversation was a more of a professional conversation, you know, then I would maybe start interacting with their posts um, and that would warm up conversations on Facebook. Then I could comment on the family pictures. And so sometimes over time, a conversation or that that relationship would get even more warm just because of the time that would you know go by. But I was making the effort to be intentional about following up. Yeah, that is so fantastic. And so as you're, you're talking, um, you've used the word warm like several times. So I just want to like point that out. You know, the world can be cold and hard and mean. And isn't it wonderful to have like a warm moment in your life to, for somebody to reach out? You know, I mean, I'm not being sappy here, but like it, you know, I need a, a warm touch every once in a while to say, hey, you know, how are you doing? Are you OK? I think these things are so, so important. Um, I was reading an article, I'm prepping to teach a human resources course uh, for UNC Charlotte. And so I was doing my research, uh, Kimberly, on what are the top HR like trends or concerns or the things we're worried about, you know, in 2021, 2022. And one of them was everybody's mental health. Yes, I can understand that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's where we need to, you know, do these touches. I don't know. Long time ago, I had a position. I was the marketing director for a, a, a property management company. And one of the things that they taught us is to do seven touches. Um, and that's just coming back to me now too. But it was like when you had somebody that was a prospect and they became a customer, you know, you stay in touch with them all year long. So when it's time to renew their lease, it's not like it's been, uh, you know, no communication at all. Like you have to so intentionally uh, touch people. To so to have like an intentional way that you're going to do seven things where you make sure you touch somebody. I think that's important. Now, when you go to LinkedIn, I, you know, I love what you said about I go on and I comment because it is social media. You have to actually participate. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So do you have any hard and fast rules or do you have any tips about how to use LinkedIn? Well, LinkedIn, first of all, so that's the professional uh, place. So I, I 
recommend people post things that are professional. You can do some personal things, but you really want to keep that a lot along the lines of professional. So the tip that I would have there on, on really any social media is to stay away from controversial topics uh, unless you're like, like politics, unless your job is politics, I would stay away from politics on, on LinkedIn because you, you know, you need to stay on brand, right? So whatever it is that your brand is, which is your unique promise of value, you want to make sure that you're showing up well uh, with your brand being consistent to that. So being very careful about some of the conversations that you have, even on my Facebook, uh, I, I don't engage with people who, who are adversarial. So right. I don't recommend that. And so I'm, I'm very careful in terms of when I connect with someone, I will actually look at their feed to see the types of things that they're posting uh, to see if it's somebody that I want to connect with. So I think that's one of the things that I, I look for is who's trying to help versus tear other people down. Because really the people you surround yourself with, right, they're going to be a reflection. They're going to rub off some way on who you are. Yeah, I would agree totally. Yeah. And one of the things uh, many people may not know, but every day on LinkedIn at the very top, they will give you, I think it's called notifications. I click on it every day. But anyways, I think it's called notifications and you click on it and it will tell you like who just got a promotion. It will tell you who's having a birthday, uh, all sorts of great information. And again, all you got to do is like you know, three clicks, click their name, you know, go down to the bottom, click inside the box and say, hey, congratulations on your promotion and then make it personal. Um, you'd be amazed how many people will respond and say, well, thank you. And it might be that they haven't heard from you in a while, uh, but then there you are um, giving them that warm touch, celebrating whatever's going on in their life or whatever. So that's that's my little LinkedIn tip for you. Um, great. Nicole, can I break in? Just add to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's awesome because, you know, that's a systematic way, right? So there's things that you can put into place that are systems, like you mentioned the birthday thing. So when it's somebody's birthday, it doesn't take that much extra effort, right, to one time a year stay in touch with that person on their birthday. Um, and right. so instead of um, maybe putting, like on Facebook, instead of putting something on their wall, I'll actually send them a private message because it takes a little bit more effort and says I'm being intentional about this. So I think promotions, like you mentioned, I think that's awesome. The one thing I would add there is I usually think, I think it's great to actually go to their profile and see what did they get promoted for and to maybe make something, again, because a lot of people are just going to be generic, but you can take that little extra and just be, you know, that that intentional hey, I think that's awesome. Congratulations on this. I think see, you've been doing it for a couple of months or you just got promoted or whatever that is um, and, and send them a private message. I think that always just says to them that you took that extra effort. So those are great systematic tools to stay in touch with people throughout the year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And as you're as you're talking about it, I just had another aha about LinkedIn. Um, and one is that you can do recommendations for people. So uh, and, and then also, I think if you work with somebody, so say you're on a project with somebody, even inside your own company, again, like Amy reached out to the executive VP, let's say they work on a project, you know, you go on LinkedIn, you reach out and you say, hey, will you give me an endorsement on my skills? Because I I think isn't there Kimberly in their endorsements and then there's recommendations there's two different yes yes so those are their endorsements which really don't take long for somebody to endorse you for something um, and then like you said the recommendations so what I think is awesome what I, I like to do for someone is like I will now the it's still your brand it's still your reputation so only endorse people for things that you know the skill that they actually have right 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 so, <laughs> 
what I like to do is I will look at somebody's profile and I will endorse them for things that I know that they have, but I, I only do like five or so skills. Cause if you do like 15 or so, then you're watering down your brand actually. Cause then you're saying I'm endorsing you for all of these. So I'll look and I'll go, okay, so I'll endorse this person for these five skills. Cause I know they have them. And then I'll just send them a message say, Hey, I just uh, wanted you to know that I endorsed you for these five skills. And I would, I'm trying to grow my brand in these areas would you, you know, take a look at this list? And if there's anything that you feel comfortable for endorsing me for, I would really appreciate it. So I'll give them a list of the things that I'm wanting to be known for. And then I leave it open to them to endorse me for the ones on the list that they feel comfortable with. So I'm not asking them to endorse me for every single thing there, but just I'm trying to grow in these areas. Is there anything here that you feel comfortable endorsing me for? So that's the endorsements. And that's a great way to grow those. Uh, for growing the uh, recommendations, a great time to ask for a recommendation is right after you've done something and somebody has given you a compliment on that and go, you know, of course, accept very graciously. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Would you mind writing a short recommendation on LinkedIn for me regarding that? So they've already just given you that compliment. And so that's a perfect time to ask for that recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at the thing that's, that that those of you who are like, I'm not going to do that. If that thought just went through your mind, <laughs> I want to uh, say you got to dismiss that thought because the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, uh, sometimes it, it's not uh, not that it's not what you know, but it is who you know. I really believe that. You know that old saying. What, what is it? What is it, Kimberly? That it's not who you, what you know, but who you know. I think it's both. You got to have the what and the who. Right. Well, you have to have a certain level of skills to get into the game, but it's who you know that can open the doors, but so that you can have those skills shine through. And I always tell folks, I said, listen, in this day and age, you are the CEO of you, right? So uh, you're in charge. Of, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It really is true. You're in charge of. Uh, Product delivery, you're in charge of marketing, you're in charge of business development. So the product delivery is your skill. You should be able and ha probably have been doing that all along because that's your skill set. But it's the business development and it's the marketing that you really sometimes have to focus on. Let people understand. Lots of people are really looking for skilled and qualified people. They're looking really hard. And so I tell people, put a bigger target on your back so people can find you. Mm, I love that too. Okay, awesome. That's two two goodies right there you got. Don't miss that. Write those things down. So uh, the other thing I think is so interesting because you're just triggering all sorts of things in my little crazy brain. I was just thinking about, um, you know, this is kind of a, a, it's a market where they're looking for great people right now. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. there is like a hiring issue. Like we're trying to find good people. For example, I, I, I'm recruiting right now for like an office manager position. And to find a really great person, it's kind of like all the good ones are taken right now. You know, it's like slim pickings. It's like the housing market, you know, like you put your house on the market and it's gone in a day. <laughs> and uh, that's how it is in North Carolina anyways, people. Uh, but I think that, you know, um, really getting your LinkedIn together, your resume together, your network together could really, this is like a prime time to get yourself out there. Right. It is. People are looking for skilled people. And so, again, if you are able, you have that skill, you have you're an expert in that area, then as you're commenting on things, you're staying top of mind for your network as you're connecting with people and giving again, giving, giving, giving what you're able to give. Then people are able to see that. But you're giving from a genuine place of trying to help others. But by doing that, your brand is growing as well. And so, like I said, people are looking for really skilled uh, people. And so, and I know when I used to do recruiting a long time ago, sometimes it was hard, like you said, Nicole, it's hard to find some of those qualified people. So that's why I'm saying just, you know, 
make it so that people can find you easier, right? So by doing these types of things and being able to talk about what it is that you bring to the table. So doing that, the effort that you put in that resume or the effort that you put into that LinkedIn profile, you're actually really reminding yourself of who you are and what you bring to the table as well. That's right. That's right. And then um, I just had another thought about how leaders need their employees to network so that the good news gets out about your company. Absolutely. So one way you can help your company, if your company puts out some type of post, you could comment on that or you could share that. And so you're helping the company grow the brand as well. You can engage with others that are coming to the the pages or, or coming to your page. And again, as you're helping your company grow their brand, you're growing your brand as well because it's that brand association. So it's a two-way win-win. Yeah. So if, if you're leading a company out there and you haven't given like a directive, I need you to be out there, you know, talking about our brand. Uh, and, and two, you know, gosh, look at these amazing people that work at this company. It's kind of like, you know, birds of a feather flock together kind of thing. Like, oh, I want to be part of this great organization. You know, when I was coming up, I was talking about property management a minute ago. I uh, worked for a company and then I got tapped. I got shopped. I was talking about mystery shoppers. I got shopped. And uh, the company that shopped me was Summit Properties, which was a company here in Charlotte that's now called Camden. But they they shopped me and they they said, you know, would you be interested in interviewing? Well, uh, back then we didn't have the Internet to go look on. <laughs> so I asked people at the uh, Charlotte Apartment Association, I said, do you know these Summit people? And they're like, oh, that's a great company. So-and-so works there and so-and-so works there. And so, um, you know, if you if it's a great company and people talk and show up in a great way, you know, you're going to get more, you know, great begets great. So I think that's really, really important. Okay. So let me think of something right there. So yeah, go ahead. Strong brands exist in the community of partners, right? So just like what you were talking about, as, as people get to know these other brands and those brands are associated with you, those folks are able to uh, help you grow your brand or, or raise your brand awareness up as you're helping your community of partners raise their brand awareness up. So strong brands exist in a strong community of partners, exactly to your point. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, you know, if you think about like some tips that you would give people, you know, like personally, uh, you know, how do how do I work on my brand? You keep talking about this personal brand. So let's let's chat about that a minute. Like people are going, I have to have a personal brand. How do I do that? (laughs) So so answer that question for them, because I know somebody's going, oh, no, I didn't know I needed one of those. So, okay, so your your personal brand is really your reputation what others know about you to be true. So you don't really create a brand, you uncover your brand. It's Ah. your unique promise of value. It's what you bring to the table and especially what you bring to your target audience, how you can help them. So you're uncovering now, if if there are things, more things that you want to be known about you in that particular area, then you need to have more things visible so people can see that brand. So you need to uncover it, but your brand is your unique promise of value. Uh, It's your reputation. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day and they're like, you know, well, um, you know, I want to get paid more. And I was telling them, uh, you know, it's about your value, you know, and 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 I think this brand value phrase you're using, that is absolutely what gets you a raise. 
Oh, it does. The stronger your brand, the more dollars you can command. I will say that. Uh, but I, I will say that unique promise of value. I would like love to say that I coined that, but it's actually uh, William Aruda uh, who came up with that definition. So I just want to put that out there. Okay. Thank you, William, wherever you are. He's probably listening right now and blushing. He's so he, he's so enamored with you and I. It's crazy. I don't know. All right. So let me let me switch the conversation back to leadership uh, just for a second. Uh, but I think it's really important. Um, what do you think makes some leaders more successful while others struggle? Um, definitely, it's this idea of having a brand. Definitely, it's this idea of networking. What, what else do you think makes leader successful? Because I know you hang out with them all day long. Well, thank you. Um, so I think successful leaders have built that solid, mutually beneficial circle of relationships. Okay. So I think that's the, the first thing. Um, I think strong leaders don't believe that they have to be the smartest person in the room. Oh, um, that's a good one. Right. They are able to surround themselves with highly capable people, and they're not intimidated by that. In fact, that's what they want. Strong leaders empower others, and they remove obstacles from the path of, of other people. So I think that's one of the things that they, they work on. I think strong leaders seek buy-in when they have an opportunity. So sometimes if there's a time constraint, then they may have to just move ahead. But if they have the time, I think they do want to have buy-in from the team. I think strong leaders try to also help those that are on their team reach their personal professional goals, which means they have to know what those are, which means that they've gotten a chance to really get to know the people on their team. I think all of that goes into being a strong leader. Uh, I think the leaders that struggle are more people that have been put into positions of leadership. And maybe they haven't developed the leadership characteristics or leadership skills um, that go along with those positions. So I think sometimes it's a matter of going back to developing some of those skills, but also the characteristics of strong leaders as well. And so some of those characteristics are just being self-aware. So as a leader, what are my strengths as well as what are my weaknesses? Because if I have these weaknesses, then I want to shore up my team with people that are stronger in those areas. Um, It's also the ability to delegate and being willing to delegate, knowing that I don't have to do it all. Uh, So having people on the team that you can delegate and be willing to do that for It's the ability to learn. So some of these different characteristics that if somebody, if a leader doesn't have them, they want to really spend time developing some of these. Of course, communication, being able to communicate well, having the courage to make the tough decisions sometimes is is really important. Having respect for yourself as well as your teammates. So there's a lot of different leadership traits as well as the skills that um, I think go into being a strong leader. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I work with this uh, model called the tilt and they talk about there's four like meta factor traits of leaders. And one is uh, resilience. One is courage. One is wisdom. And then there's one that's humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm just having an aha in our little conversation here about how networking is really a humanity thing, you know, and, um, you know, having empathy for people, being likable, being somebody that you can trust, all of those things. Um, And I think if you have a strong network and and really bottom line, like communication skills, if if you learn to network and ask people questions and find out their stories like you did with a hundred people in a hundred days or whatever, I mean, like you're, you're up in your communication game, right? 
Right. And a lot of that, like you said, it's listening. So you ask the questions and then listening intentionally to what other people are having, you know, what they say. Right. So um, I think it's a lot, a lot of that empathy that you talked about too, being able to kind of put yourself in the other person's place um, and, and kind of walk in their shoes a little bit. I think that's very, very helpful because it goes back to, I think Maya Angela probably, I think it was Maya Angela said that people care more about, they care more about what you know when they know that you care. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I don't care how smart the leader is as long as I know he cares or she cares about me. Right. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you one final question. Um, Let's pretend there's one special person out there that's like, oh my goodness, I want to do this networking thing. I'm not sure I can. Like, what kind of advice would you whisper in their ear right now? Like a little parting piece of advice about the networking and and all that. I guess if I were to give one piece of advice in terms of the networking, because really that building those mutually solid beneficial relationships is key. It's really just, again, it goes back to just really being intentional about the people that you come across and Mm -hmm. focusing on what can I give versus what can I get? You would be amazed at when when you focus on that, that paying attention to that, you, you, you know, things will start to reveal themselves in terms of things that people need. And at the core, we're really more alike than we are different. So in general, oh, that. yeah, in general, what I found as I was, you know, talking to the different people, we all at the end of the day want to be accepted, appreciated, approved of and respected. And Les Giblin, uh, in his book, How to um, Have Confidence and Power in Dealing with People, he really talked about that showing acceptance, approval, and appreciation. And then I add the respect piece. Um, but if you are giving those in your conversations, um, just as you come across people, you will be amazed at how easy it is to really develop those strong relationships. And the other thing is, don't count the return on investment when you're trying to decide, should I meet this person or not? Because you just never know how that relationship might help you today or in the future, or how you may be able to help someone else. So I always tell people, don't uh, try to calculate the return on investment. Uh, Just be genuine as you meet people. That's right. Yeah. All right. So be genuine and be generous. That's what I'm going to say. Kimberly Spate would say. All right. It has been an absolute delight to have you on the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. People have downloaded so many good tips from this conversation. I'm so excited about delivering this to everybody. Hey, if they want to get a hold of you, they want you to speak at their conference, come talk with their leaders, be a coach. How do they get a hold of you? Well, they can go to my website, KimberlySpate.com and connect with me there, or they can email me at KimberlySpate.com at gmail.com. Okay, fantastic. And you can find her on LinkedIn, don't you know? LinkedIn, of course. Okay, Okay. it's been so great to be with you. I'm grateful for your time and energy. Hope you have the rest of your vibrant day. Thank you, Nicole. This has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. Ready to up your leadership game? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference, or organization to help them with her unique SHINE method to increase clarity, accountability, energy, and results. Email speaking at vibrantcoaching.com. And be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at vibrantcoaching.com slash TED talk.